0: Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Goblins is holding on. Cut Flory for wins, But it is all heart style, Rico. And he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Green light is on for the Green Light On podcast. Podcasting time. Greyhound Racing podcasting time. Yes, hello and welcome to the GLO podcast. Taking a look at Sandown Park on Thursday night. Uh, 12 race car we're going to catch up with Darren Pulio he's the uh, successful owner of Home Brew in race one drawn box number one and this will almost be a deep dive because Darren has had so much success mainly as a breeder and a rearer uh, in the last few years with some of his star greyhounds poked the bear hooked on scotch uh, out of range just to name a few so it will be a wonderful insight I think we'll learn a lot about uh, greyhound breeding and, and rearing with Daz so looking forward to that Uh, and, of course, trying to find some winners for this 12 race card at Sandown Park. Run of the week. Has to be Hector Forley, doesn't it? This was out of this world last week. First go 5.95, and here's how he went about it and away. Beginning quickly on the inside was Succeed and Succeed will lead Hector Foley on the inside and it's outside was Madigan. So the top three clear out on the rest. Fabs Vegetable's up to fourth. Behind them was Lectra Tinsel. Then came Pierre Bale, well back to uh, why not Pearl and also she's for real down the back and Hector Forley took the lead. Hector Forley in front of Succeed by two. They've raced clear on Fabs Vegetable and Madigan. Hector's in front. Succeed can't reel it in. Hector Fawley's going well. And the Magic's back. Hector Fawley wins it by two and a half over Succeeds. They were a mile in front of Madigan. Well, the and Magic is back, run. all right, and back with a bang. Uh, maybe, just maybe, he heads toward the Sandown Cup next month. We'll just have to wait and see. But he's uh, run, absolutely sensational. Gets within, what was it, about a length and a half of the uh, the track record held by Kalinda Patty at 33.56. So... He is going to be a force uh, over that 600-metre-plus distance, I think, moving forward. Uh, Hot mid-race turn of pace, and and he just does look as if... He may not be the strongest of stayers, but he just does look like he is going to be a stayer, doesn't he? He's doing everything right. Thursday's Preview. About to hear from uh, Darren Puley on a moment. He's got race one number one, who I've marked as one of my best bets of the night. Uh, So no pressure on Darren. Uh, Home brew. i think the uh, the good draw is going to be the huge plus there race one number one race two i'm going number two darnham destroyer to run a place um i think he'll just sort of tuck in through that first corner uh won't be far away it might even be a unit the win four units the place type of bet because i think he's one of the the genuine stayers in the race and with a few just sort of whacking away i think he might be able to run over the top of a few late in the race race number three i like two dash express he's an up and coming greyhound with a big motor on the end of race number four, well, I'm going to go with uh, Triumph. He was strong at his 600-metre uh, win here a couple of starts ago. He powered on late there. So um, the, the last 100 metres is going to be a little bit of a concern, but obviously first go at the 700, you're backing on the fact that he is going to be up on the speed and, and challenging the front through the first couple of hundred metres. If he does that, he, uh, he should be pretty hard to beat. So with Triumph there, his run home time was pretty good over the six hundred two starts ago. Race five, I like Amron Dan. I think he and Transponder, the two here, they're just drawn to, uh, to get the right runs in transit. And I think they'll be the, the two to beat. So with Amron Dan... Uh, transponder a, a close watch well the run of the night last week Hector Forley steps out again over the 600 uh, tipping him on top would have much preferred an inside draw he might be unders price wise but it's not the uh, the greatest mix four and five in town so I think it will be hard to beat there Hector Forley race number seven uh, I'm gonna go here with number four at Hanarico Running the Geelong Cup was solid. Heat win was outstanding. Looks like he's just starting to bounce a bit better. I think the two's got the speed to lead. Jolly at Bale. If Hanareiko can loom straight to second, I think he can win from there. Race eight. Well, do we tip Amron Boy? Um, his last couple of starts just haven't been the the Amron Boy of old. I'd say ever since that Oz Cup consolation, he just he just hasn't been the the dynamic greyhound that he was prior to that. But I think you have to back in the Ennis camp. They know what they're doing and and uh, he's had a couple of weeks off, a little bit of a fresh, and he was disappointing at Bendigo. I think he'll get out to a price. um, Whether or not i would be backing him, I'm not 100% sure, but I can't really tip against him because I think it's his race to win if he's anywhere near his best. On to race number nine, I'm tipping here. Uh, What was I going with here? Ike Bale, number four. I just think might have the speed to get a soft lead from there can be hard to catch. Uh, Race number 10, I'm going each way here with uh, number 3 Aston Figaro. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how Hamilton goes here because he was just an absolute Sandown Park machine early on in his career. The form sort of tapered off a shade but Yeah, wouldn't be surprised to see him bounce back to form eventually, but I don't think this is the right race for him, so we'll go with Aston Figaro, Race 11, pretty keen here on Gabby's Yeros number one. I thought the run last week was good from box six. Posted really wide, and then clearly she wanted the inside, so when she got to the rail, she hit the line really well. And race number 12, I like Xanadu here, number three. Um, I think this greyhound needs to lead. That's when she does her best racing, and I think she's a big chance of doing that here. Hunters, punting club. All right, we'll go uh, $10 each way, race 11, number one, Gabby's Eros, and uh, $15 each way on race one, number one, Homebrew. I'm pretty keen on him. We'll have to see what uh, Darren Puglio has to say about uh, the well named Greyhound. Inside Info now to Sandown Parks Inside Info and this might be a semi deep dive with a Greyhound participant who's been involved a long time with a lot of success in recent years. I speak of Darren pulio I hope I got that pronunciation right, Daz. How are you mate and welcome along?
1: Yeah, good thanks James. Thanks very much. Hey is it Pulio? Yeah pulio is fine. Yep.
0: Alright we'll roll with that. Uh let's go back to the start for you mate. Your involvement in Greyhound racing. When and where did you get the bug?
1: Look, I've always been around them all my life. Dad had dogs at home. Um, it probably probably wasn't till I was about eighteen um, that I started to to get more involved in it, and and really had a bit of a passion for it. Before that, it was a bit of a bit of a drag. But you know, sort of took an interest in the dogs at about eighteen, and um, was probably more interested into the, into the breeding side more than the racing side. And um, yeah, it just got married, had a couple of kids and then decided one day to to go and buy a farm and we had a bitch that was well-bred and thought, well, we'll we'll start to breed a litter of our own and um, that's where it all sort of started. So for me, having dogs at home probably from about 26 onwards um, was when, when I started.
0: The success you've had in most recent years, obviously highlighted by the Greyhound that you're now standing at start, the journey of, of Hooked on Scotch, and obviously being a, a breed of yours by Nikki Fields, Barshipale, beautifully bred type. And, and Nikki Fields herself, she was just a, a great
1: producer. Yeah, she certainly is. Uh, she's, she's, uh, I suppose she's the type of bitch that everyone, every breeder, hopes to get. Um, and they're a once in a lifetime sort of bitch. Um, she's just been an absolute gem to us and, and we owe everything to her really. And it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a long time coming, but you know, we're here and we've, we've had a lot of success with her and, and, um, she still wanders around the place like she's the queen of the job. Um, (laughs) to, to get a dog like hooked on scotch and, you know, other dogs like poke the bear and out of range and. You know, there's a there's a whole list of others. It has, again, just been a dream come true. Um, with him, he was, you know, just reared normally like all my other dogs out in the runs and, um, you know, just do a bit with them as, through, the, through the stages as everyone else would do. Um, didn't sort of show anything super fantastic. Um, and then set him off to the breakers and... And right from sort of day one, he showed ability, and uh, we brought him home and thought we'll give him a bit of a spell, which we did. Then we th- I think we took him to Warrigal and gave him his first 400 at Warrigal, and there was him and, and he had a brother as well, um, and there was nothing between the two of them. And um, I think we took them and and hooked on scotch, went 2270, I think, wow. first time over 400, and. His brother went twenty two seventy two, so we thought, "Geez, we got something here." We'll, we'll, you know, they, they just went super, and thought, "We'll we'll give him another go." And next week we'll come back, and and um, so we did, and and we only took Hooked on Scotch back because the brother the brother was a dog called Slipstream, and when he um, when he, he pulled up sore in a metacarpal, so we didn't take him back the second week and took Hook on Scotch back, and he went 22-40 second time, and we just went, wow. It's extraordinary. Just, just unbelievable, yeah. And from there, we thought, all right, we better do something with him and rang Jason, and Jason said, that nope, I'll take him straight away and dropped him off, and I think he gave him three weeks off, and then I think he took him back, and, and, and he went 22-20. Um, so he just showed the ability right from day one and there's just no real improvement in those sorts of dogs. <laughs> you don't need to find a hell of a lot. The natural ability right from day one and, and showed it from day one.
0: And I guess that answers probably my next question was that he, he was thrown in the deep end from a pretty early age. He um, He got beaten his first two starts and then he broke through with a... Smart Meadows made and win. I think it was start nine. He went to Adelaide for a heat of the Adelaide Cup. We all know that he went on to win that final. And then he comes back, you know, within within a couple well, within a week, and and then wins a heat and final of the Geelong Cup within his first, you know, sort of ten twelve starts. It it obviously shows the the confidence not only you but Jason had in the the boy from such a young age.
1: Yeah, well, he was a he was a very mature dog. Um, like he was no like even. He- like after breaking, he he, he's a very serious type of dog. Um, he, he had lost that puppiness quite early. Um, so he, And because we do a fair bit of miles with the dogs, you know, travelling around with them here and there, um, he was used to travel. So um, he, he, he sort of got into that groove pretty quickly. The hard part for us was um, as a pup, because he's, you know, trialling those sorts of times, you can't go to Warrigal and Sale or Bendigo or anywhere like that, and go and trial him with another dog because it's just not fair. You crucify other maidens, and if we turn around and said this is a maiden, everyone would talk, you know tell you that you're lying. Yeah. Um, so the only dogs he could really trial with were Jogs, you know, dogs that Jason had, um, and he's racing against Jason's top dogs as, as a pup. Um, but you're only running one out. You know, you're not learning the field experience, and he took a while to get going and in a field, um, just from, from not having that field experience, you know. Yeah, once he got going and, and everything was right and way he went, and you know, we knew he was a fast dog, but one of the things that Jason Thompson always says is, it's all very well having a fast dog, but they've got to learn to do it in a field and navigate a field and do it against top-quality dogs. Um, and the way that Jason brought him through, I think, was you know, testament to, to, to what he did and, and how he was able to achieve
0: it. Yeah, he's got some extraordinary stats beside his name hooked on scotch. He had obviously 27 starts, he won 16 of them and uh, he broke uh, 29 seconds when they just weren't breaking 29 seconds, as simple as that at Sandown Park. And I was just having a look, he did that when he was 23 months of age. Um, that, that's extraordinary yeah. in itself. He was he was under two years of age when he ran third in the Melbourne Cup. So you can see quite obviously why he's becoming the, the stud dog that he is and You'd be pretty proud, I'd imagine, Darren, of, of just how well he's going at start. He's got plenty of talented X-Factor type greyhounds, which he seems to have been able to really throw on uh, the type of dog that he was.
1: Yeah, look, certainly, um, yeah, extremely proud. Um, you know, oh, in, in a way, like, you know, the way it's happened, it, 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 it is what it is, Um in a way, like he, he really hurt himself in the the heat of the Warrigal Cup. That's where he did his stopper bone in the heat of the Warrigal Cup. And even though he come back and still had some good races in him, he, he just wasn't quite the same um, after that injury. It was just yeah, a real real tough one for him. Um, to see him throw it in his dogs now, and and you know dogs like rejuvenate and um, locked on Scotch and there's a few others as well that are going really really good. Um, it's yeah it's good to see and I suppose in my career with the dogs I've wanted to always have a a nice dog which we've been lucky that we've had a few nice dogs now and I've always always wanted to have a commercial stud dog um that made an impact on the on the stud scene and hopefully he's still got a long way to go but he's he certainly got some ability in some dogs and and um he's still you know selling straws and People are still interested in him, which is good. And, um, yeah, I, I know there's a few nice pups that that are about to come and, and, and hit the scene in the next couple of months. And, yeah, it's it's going to be exciting times going forward.
0: I reckon the ultimate mark of a stud dog, uh, Darren, is when the stud dog's progeny can go on to be stud dogs themselves. And I think Rejuvenate is, is looking like he will eventually be that greyhound. And, uh, look, he, what he's been able to do in such a short period of time. Moving on, what do you rate as the most important thing when when bringing a greyhound into the world to, to be successful? Is it is it the fact that you've got a greyhound like Nikki Fields, or is it the rearing? What what do you sort of, I guess, put down to being the most important factor in rearing and, and bringing a greyhound into the world?
1: Look, I, I suppose it's not just one thing; There's a whole there's a whole range of things that you've got to get through it. Um, you know, obviously from a rearing point of view, when you when you whelp your bitch down, you've got to make sure that the that the pups are getting the best. Feed and, and and looked after right from an early age. Uh, obviously, the rearing is is um, extremely important. Plenty of galloping. Um, make sure they got yeah you know, they're being handled and and you're doing things with them early. A lot of people throw pups out in the yard and go right. I will see you in 12 months. Like they feed them obviously, but they don't do anything with them. Um, and then they expect these dogs to to go off to the breakers and. Yeah, breaking breaking in good times, and and not all dogs break in in good times. Um, Nikki Field, she's a she's been an absolute beauty for us. Um, the type of dog she's produced has just been unbelievable, and and she's just thrown a whole range of different types of dogs. Um, she she herself could run. Uh, she was a, she was a pretty quick little bitch herself, um, but. You know, she just got to a point in her racing career where she just decided she just didn't want to race anymore, and and that was it. And I think it was Jamie Ennis who actually told us that she she just wants to be a mum, take her away and breed with her. So that's exactly what we did. And and um, yeah, she her first letter was to Fernando Dale, um, which we almost didn't get the straw to Fernando Dale. Um, we had to sort of beg and plead and and to 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 get the straw, which we eventually got. And uh, the rest was sort of history from
0: there. Out of range, poke the bear, hooked on Scotch. The list just goes on and on and on. And uh, yep. we're going to chat a little bit about Home Brew, who's now the uh, the new kid on the block from uh, from the great producer Nikki Fields. But of the uh, the Nikki Fields progeny, what would be the, the highlight race that you think you've been involved in? Was it the Hooked on Scotch Adelaide Cup or a Geelong Cup or even a, a race that poke the bear one? Because I know that, uh, that time Ronnie Hawkswell caught him at the Meadows, he shot the lights out down the back straight. He was just an absolute marvel, and he had that colt following as well, Poke the Bear.
1: Yeah, look, he was a special dog. He was an absolute ripper. <laughs> he, look, one of my favourite races of all the dogs, like obviously Hooked on Scotch's Adelaide Cup is probably the, the, the best. Um, there was a race at the Meadows that Poke the Bear uh, was in, I think, yeah, box four, missed the kick, Um Going past the 700 boxes, he was last, and he was 15 lengths. Ronnie called him 15 lengths off him, turning into the to the to the uh, home corner, and um, he ended up and got up on the line and still ran 29.70. It was just absolutely an amazing run, um, and it's probably my favourite it's probably my favourite poked the beer
0: run yeah. yeah it's a brilliant uh, it's a brilliant insight to the memories of uh, I guess reminiscing of uh, these wonderful greyhounds that you've had do you ever do you ever sit back in the pool I room I
1: watched that race yesterday
0: oh, was that... <laughs> I was going to say I, that, do you sit there with a the beer and just wind up yeah, in the pool room and just watch the replays because that'd be that'd be <laughs> I, so good
1: I do I, I, I looked up um, poked a beer yesterday and I was having a bit of a lazy afternoon at the office, and (laughs) I thought, "Oh, I'll have a bit of a look." And and, um, yeah, that's that's one of the races of his that I watched.
0: There you go. It's great to be able to sit back and enjoy the memories, and I think there are still plenty more to come. Uh, Homebrew we're going to turn our attention to now, mate. Race one, number one at Sandown Park, and he's by Superior Panama. One thing I've noticed uh, with your breeding, you always go to very, very good proven size, it seems to be. The Superior Panamas, the Fernando Bales, the Barship Bales, and and this one here... uh, I think he's drawn a lot better than he has been. He's, his last five starts, he's jumped from seven, eight, seven, five, seven. 7". He draws the red here. Um, I think he's a, a huge chance of, of showing what he's capable of over the 500 metres. I know he's had a bit of a, a distance campaign, but I think he can sprint, and especially from the inside. I think he can do it well.
1: Yeah, he's never drawn uh, inside. Well, sorry, I think his best he's ever drawn, I think, is box two. He's had it a couple of times, I think, but... Generally, is always drawn outside or in the guts. Um, so that dog's one, he might get a bit lost, I don't know. He might think it's Christmas. Um, he has got ability. He, he He's a dog who can break 30 at the meadows, um, over 500. Um, and, you know, he, he's still finding his feet. He's coming back from injury. He's still got some legs to get under him. Um, but you can only trial them so much you've got to throw them in and yeah, get that match fitness or the race fitness back into them. So that's what Anthony's doing. Um, Jordan Well, I think he'll he'll be a big show tomorrow night. Hopefully, he will anyway. Um, and yeah, go go nicely.
0: I was just watching the replay uh, just a moment ago of his last run at uh, Sandown. He just got posted at the first corner. But the one thing you know with him, with that staying form under East Belt, that six hundred meter, six fifty meter type form, is. If he can hold a place on the rail early, he's going to be hitting the line really hard against 500-metre dogs.
1: Yeah, he he is a strong dog, no doubt, definitely strong. Um, Obviously, with Superior Panama and the Nicky Field side of it, um, does get a bit of strength in him. But, um, yeah, hopefully he he can just get it nice and easy early and, and get some room and really show what he can do.
0: Have you uh, bred on from uh, from Nikki Fields, as in having one of her bitches and then breeding on from there? You have, haven't you? On the runway was one.
1: Yeah, on the runway. Yeah, that's right. And we've just done um, another one, which is Easy Choice, which is uh, Little Sister Hooked on Scotch.
0: Yeah, nice. So they are they showing a similar kind of class, I guess, when it comes to being a mum as as what Nikki Fields did.
1: Yeah, on the runway, we've had good success with her. Mm-hmm. She um, through. Her first litter through a dog called Rebellious. Rebellious, yeah. Um, and also another dog called Substantial, which he won the Shepparton Cup for us. Um, so, yeah, she, she has got the ability to throw as well. We've got her second litter now, which have just been broken in um, to Bernardo. Oh, lovely. And yeah, and they're going okay.
0: Yeah, they big dogs, the Bernardo's?
1: Uh, the dogs are nice, yeah. The, the bitches are, are tiny. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've only got one bitch who, who, um, who's a nice size and, and she actually broke a hock as, as a pup. Um, she was almost at a point where we thought, well, you know, we'll, we'll put her in the gap early um, as a puppy. But we decided to, or Anthony and Kylie as a party, they decided to, you know, why don't you have a go at her and, and you know, we'll just rear her and we'll see how she goes. So we did that, and um, we broke her in, and she she hasn't gone terribly. Um, she, she'll she'll win races, but we'll, we'll just see how she goes. But she's probably the biggest bitch of the lot. Yeah, well, there she you go. might be nice to hang on to for breeding. Um, because what she's doing with the with the you know the leg that she's got is is still pretty good. Mm,
0: she's showing showing um, ability, and sometimes that can be the joy, can't it? When you know there's been a lot of work put into a greyhound, they don't have to win a group one for it to be almost as special as a greyhound like Hooked on Scotch winning a big race.
1: Yeah, look, absolutely, the group races are fantastic, and they are they're just the pinnacle of what everyone wants to achieve. But for me, equally as important, I, I like to see my dogs win a maiden because. Then you know that, was, and especially to win a few races after that, because then you know you've read the dogs correctly, you've made the right choice from the stud dog, um, you know, and, and and you've had success in that in that different in a different way. Not all about group races and prize money.
0: There one race that you'd love to win. I know, I know you almost got a, a claw on the uh, the Melbourne Cup a few years ago. with hooked on Scotch. Does that create a bit more fire in the belly to come back and try and win that one?
1: Yeah, it certainly does. Um, I'd love to win a Melbourne Cup, for sure. Like anyone, that's the race of all the races around. That's the one that I, I would love to win. Um, you know, I get reminded often um, that we ran third <laughs> that night by by the dirty bugger who won it, and um, he reminds me all the time that we ran third. And uh, he often sends me a photo of the, the the finish line with the Melbourne Cup and says, "There's no hooked on scotching it." <laughs> um, so,
0: so, were you racing dogs with Anthony back then, or has that only been since he beat you in a Melbourne Cup?
1: No, no, no. Yeah, since since the Melbourne Cup is, we've been um, racing dogs with Anthony.
0: Oh, there you go. Yeah,
1: not prior to that. So, ah. but it's you know, look, it's a good friendship, and we we get along well, and and it goes. Yeah, you've got to. It's not all about the wins, unfortunately. It's you know, you've got to take the losses, you've got to take them gracefully, but um, it's certainly the race that we aspire to win. That'll be the one that everyone wants to win, I think.
0: Well, we're cheering for you to get it. Uh, it's been a great, great insight, mate, a semi-deep dive into the life of uh, Darren Pulio throughout the last few years, and uh, good luck with everything moving forward. Good luck with the boy in box one at uh, Sandown Home Brew. As, as I let you go, though, I just I love the way you name some of these greyhounds. They, they've got to be the best-sounding names, hooked on scotch, um, and then you've got home <laughs> brew. I mean, I, I think it's time we almost go to your house, sit in the pool room and have a couple of these drinks that you keep naming the dogs about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, there is a bit of a theme going. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: a good theme too. <laughs> That's it. That wraps up this episode. It's been a great chat. Terrific deep dive there. Semi-deep dive at least with uh, Daz. He's uh, he's an absolute gun when it comes to, uh, to breeding and, and rearing and, and the proof's in the pudding. He stats around his greyhounds and and what he's been able to produce in the last few years, uh, second to none. That wraps up this episode, punters. Until next time, safe travelling and happy punting.